0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Welcome to episode 23 of the North American Outdoors podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, coming to you from the great state of Texas. This week's topic is going to be introducing your wild child to fishing. During our annual summer voyage into the mountains of northwestern Wyoming, we tossed our fishing poles, tackle box, and assortment of bait in the back of our Suburban and decided to take a road trip one early and crisp summer morning while camping deep in the Grand Tetons backcountry. We were so remote in the wilderness that our GPS did not even pick up our location. The screen remained white, showing only the icon of our vehicle, as we plunged our way deeper and deeper through the winding, one-lane, gravel road, which was meant mostly for snowmobile and four-wheelers to travel along in the harsh winters. We twisted and turned, crossing small mountain streams and marshy areas, climbing and descending with each mile we crept. After a long 15-mile journey, our one-lane road climbed a final hill and we were sitting on top of a breathtaking view of an ice-cold mountain lake. The boys roared with excitement and anticipation of who was going to wet the first line. We found a safe spot in the road wide enough for our vehicle to park realizing how fortunate we were to discover this treasured back road to the lake. The boys clambered out of the vehicle, took a deep breath of fresh mountain air, and just froze in their tracks while we stared in awe of Mother Nature's beauty. We unloaded our fishing gear and hit a foot trail towards the water's edge. Wyoming fishing license in hand and canisters of bear spray, off we went. After checking our surroundings and making sure we had a decent field of vision to prepare ourselves for any unexpected encounter with a grizzly bear, we were ready to cast. Daddy helped Matthew rig his line and bait his hook with a worm. The very first cast, Matthew hollered, "'I got one! I got one!' We ran over to the rock he was perched upon, and sure enough, a nice lake trout was fighting our little boy." He reeled and reeled and brought the fish within reach of our net. Matthew was the first to land a vibrantly colored and feisty trout as he smiled widely for his picture. We still aren't sure if Matthew's huge grin was from catching an awesome trout in the Wyoming mountains or beating his brothers in the fishing game. A family fishing trip is a great way to strengthen family bonds and boost communication between parents and their children. When we are fishing, the bustle of everyday life melts away and we are left with a powerful serenity that helps us forge a deep connection with nature. When you introduce a youngster to the sport, the tranquility around you provides the perfect atmosphere for meaningful conversation. There are a lot less distractions while fishing compared to the distractions of everyday life. This allows the parent to give their full attention to their kids. This quiet time allows for uninterrupted conversations between you and them. A lot of life's problems are questioned, tackled, and often solved with a fishing pole in hand. If you do not know much about fish or fishing, no worries. There are plenty of resources available to get you started. More so, there are resources specifically targeting youth involvement. Learning the sport as a family will help make you and your children better anglers together while building self-confidence and self-esteem. Every kid enjoys catching fish. It is much harder to get them to enjoy fishing when the fish are not biting. The simpler and more elementary you keep it, the better chance of hooking kids into the sport. This is a pastime that can create special moments and traditions between parents and their children. It is very hard to find any adult that cannot recall fond memories of fishing with his or her parents, grandparents, and siblings on the banks of a slow-moving river, pond, or bay. Some of John's favorite childhood memories involve fishing with his dad and his two younger brothers. His father had an old 20-horsepower Johnson outboard motor. They rented a skiff in Highland Bayou in Galveston Bay. They would go out in the bayou to catch redfish, speckled trout, flounder, or whatever else would stink in the skillet, as John's dad would say. It didn't matter what they would catch as long as they were having fun. It seems like their father spent more time baiting hooks, changing out tackle, or removing a bird's nest from John's open-faced reel than he ever did fishing himself. John was always full of excitement heading home to show his mom what he and his brothers had caught. With the absence of cell phones or the ability to text a picture of them with their catch, the anticipation only grew stronger the closer they got to their driveway. These are the types of memories John hopes to instill in our own four boys, so as they grow older, they too can recall stories of our time on the water together. We see the same glimmer of excitement in our oldest son as he recalls the very first time he went crabbing with his grandpa. He vividly recalls how Papa taught him how to tie various raw chicken parts onto a string and gently lower it into the water. Dominic eagerly explains to whomever will listen what happens when you feel the tug at the end of your line. Using a technique called crab lining, you gently raise the line to bring the tasty crustacean to the surface, scoop it up in a net, and toss it into an ice chest. His recollection of this day is always summed up with the story regarding the first time he was the recipient of a blue crab's pincher on his index finger. The main thing to remember when introducing kids to fishing is to keep it simple. You should always use simple tackles such as cane poles, small close-face reels, bobbers, and hooks. You should always use simple bait such as worms and cut-up hot dogs. You should always fish simple areas with easy access like safe shorelines or fishing docks. Last but not least, always fish for simple fish. Simple fish are usually non-game species that are much easier to catch. They're smaller and more plentiful than the more sought-after game species. Many sport fish are often too hard to catch and not found in great numbers. The skill and patience of working back coves for 10-pound black bass or the stamina and endurance it takes to land a large blue marlin is more than most kids can handle. Keep your quarry small. In freshwater, pan fish such as bluegills and perch make for an exciting day to a young angler. Likewise, in saltwater, croakers and sand trout can almost always be found. Kids get very excited when they catch fish. They also get just as excited when they get to bring those fish home to eat. The goal is to let the kids have fun. The best way of achieving this goal is to keep it simple so that they can be successful with minimum help from their parents. Kids love to do things by themselves. If they can use their own tackle, their own bait, their own hooks, and bait their own hook and land their own fish, this becomes much more enjoyable for everyone involved. The first thing that needs to be done before kids can be introduced to fishing is to find the right equipment. The younger the child, the smaller the equipment needs to be. Just about the simplest fishing rod and probably the most enjoyable to a youngster is a cane pole. A cane pole is simply a piece of bamboo or cane that is between 5 feet and 7 feet long. You do not need to use a reel with a cane pole. The handle end should be approximately 1 half inch to 3 fourths of an inch around tapering to a point with enough flexibility to set the hook. Approximately 8 feet to 10 feet of fishing line is tied directly to the tapered end. A hook is tied to the loose end of the fishing line and a bobber is often attached a few feet above. With a pole and a line, you can fish near the bank and find many fish in the spot. A cane pole is simple enough that a child can bait, cast out, and catch a fish on his or her own. Some of our own boys' most favorite fishing memories is participating in their annual summer Cub Scout Fishing Derby at a state park near Houston. Every July, when temperatures are well into the hundreds, we prepare ourselves for this trip. We pack a cooler full of water and a picnic lunch and purchase hot dogs for the fish bait. Upon arrival, we are greeted by the park ranger and introduced to the rack full of cane poles for them to use, each tied with a simple hook on the end. There is a large wooden dock for the boys to scatter around as they eagerly began their casting. Of course, there are several adults in the area in case someone needs additional help, but for the most part, the boys are able to bait their own hook with the hot dogs they are able to cut up with their own plastic knives and then drop the line over the railing of the dock. The pond and surrounding environment is stocked with catfish and bluegills. These fish share the water with alligators, bullfrogs, snakes, and dragonflies. The boys had so much fun catching six-inch bluegills. They would release them back into the pond, rebait their line, and catch more bluegills over and over and over. Because the area had so many resident alligators, we had to constantly keep one-eye trained on the submerged gators lurking under the dock who were awaiting the next cast line baited with hot dogs. Jay, a friend of ours, who was also on this trip with his mom, was happily catching fish when all of a sudden we heard chomp. A hungry five-foot alligator was tugging on his line. Jay put up a short but valiant fight only to end up holding a cane pole with a limp hot dogless line attached. When the derby was over, Jay received accolades for the largest swamp beast hooked that day. To this day, Jay still loves telling that story. Another simple piece of tackle is a closed-faced reel. These reels are often on relatively short traditional rods and are very easy to use. The closed face reel consists of an internal spool that resists line tangles, a cranking handle to retrieve the fishing line, and a button on the rear of the reel that can be depressed to release the line when casting out. This type of reel takes little practice but can easily be mastered by young anglers. This type of rod and reel combination are more often packaged and marketed for young anglers. Manufacturers often decorate these combos with cartoon characters for both boys and girls. Our youngest son Luke frequently asks us to take him fishing with his SpongeBob SquarePants fishing pole. He is very proud to be able to stand along the water's edge, right next to his three older brothers, and cast it like the best of them. As elementary as these cartoon combo rods and reels appear, they do actually work. Luke has been rather successful catching panfish like perch and bluegills. He feels like he too contributes to the family meal. Other tackle that needs to be acquired include hooks, weights, and bobbers. Always opt for the smallest hooks available to catch the targeted species. Remember that it is easy to catch a large fish on a small hook than a small fish on a large hook. When preparing hooks for young anglers, it is always a good idea to either remove the barb with snips or take a pair of pliers and smash it down. Inevitably, someone is going to get a hook stuck in them. If the barb is removed, the hook can easily be backed out and the wound can be cleaned. Weights come in a variety of sizes and shapes. Weights are what help the angler get distance with the cast and helps to get the bait down to the bottom. The right amount of weight is the one that the angler can easily cast, but is not so heavy that it will interfere with catching fish. Split shot sinkers are very easy to use. This type of sinker looks like a small lead ball with a tail. The ball of the sinker is split so that the fishing line can be inserted. Once the line is inserted, the ball is squeezed to pinch the line and hold it in place. Bobbers also come in a variety of sizes. The right size is one that is large enough to keep the bait suspended, but small enough to let fish pull it below the surface. Many beginning anglers like using bobbers because it provides a visual indication that a fish has taken the bait. Now, the youngster has to just wait for a fish to pull the bobber under the water line and then they set the hook. A bobber also keeps a young angler more focused. It actually gives them something to watch. The type of bait to use is the next decision. Once again, keep it simple. Live bait can be a bit difficult for young anglers to handle. Dead bait, such as minnows, shrimp, chicken gizzards, and livers, or hot dogs, make great bait for beginners. They are easy to put on the hook and easy to cast out. If you do opt for live bait, worms are always easy to find in local stores and are easy to put on a hook. One advantage of using worms as bait is the kids can start digging their own worms in advance of the fishing trip. This just adds to the fun and the memories. Knowing your equipment is extremely important. Regardless of the type, cane poles or closed-faced rod and reels, children should be taught how to use before they get to the fishing hole. The idea is to have the young anglers be able to start fishing on their own with minimum help. Children using cane poles should be taught how to swing their line out without hooking themselves or their neighbors. This sounds like a no-brainer, but this simple act takes practice by young anglers that have not yet refined their fine motor skills. If your child is using a closed-face rod and reel, it might take a little bit more time and patience on the part of the parent. Most combos packaged for kids come with a rubber casting plug. This is just a simple weight tied to the line for practicing. If a casting plug is not handy, any small weight will work. Teach the child to firmly grasp the fishing rod behind the reel, but close enough that his or her thumb can reach and depress the line release button. When the line release button is depressed and held, the rod tip should be swung back behind the shoulder. The child needs to be taught to look around the hook before casting to make sure that nobody will be hooked. Once the angler is sure that it is safe to cast, in a smooth forward motion, the rod tip is brought over the shoulder while releasing the line release button. To retrieve the line, the angler simply cranks the handle clockwise. Once the tackle is acquired and the bait is decided upon, find fishing locations that are simple. Look for fishing areas that are safe and give kids some freedom to be on their own. A fast moving river on the white waters of a spillway is probably not the most ideal location to take beginners. Areas that have sloping banks, still water, and clean bottoms are ideal spots to take kids fishing. Piers, boardwalks, and bulkheads also make good and easy places to take youngsters. These areas may not produce the largest fish, but they can allow the young angler to develop a love of fishing. Visualize what might happen in the area you choose for your fishing location. If your child falls in, can you get to them quickly? Is there a rip current that would sweep them away from you if you turned your back for just a split second? Do you have something readily at hand to reach them if they were in the water, such as a long net handle? This concept of visualization can be used across the board when it comes to any outdoor adventure. It is never wise to position a young child on a rocky ledge or a bridge with fast-moving water or rapids in the background. In this type of situation, one misstep could end up in tragedy. Many areas that are ideal for taking kids fishing can be found in state and federal parks. Many states have programs to encourage fishing. For example, several state agencies have programs within their state parks or natural areas that lend fishing equipment out to the public at no charge. States may also encourage fishing by allowing fishing in a state park without a fishing license. Several local municipalities have city parks or ponds that allow fishing. Some are catch and release only, and some you can keep what you catch, depending on the local rules, seasons, and regulations. Oftentimes, youth may not even need a fishing license to take advantage of these wonderful opportunities. Check with your state parks and wildlife recreation departments with any state you are traveling through to see if similar opportunities are available to your family. Talk to the locals, including any federal, state, or other government employee. This is especially true if you encounter someone in the conservation field. While camping in Montana, our boys really wanted to catch some fish. We tried all of the popular fishing spots, including lakes and streams, to no avail. With the kids voicing their desire to catch fish even more insistently, we happened upon a Montana game warden. Explaining our dilemma, he directed us to a city pond in the town of Ennis. It was perfect. It was stocked with trout and only kids under 17 were allowed to fish. Thanks to that Montana game warden, an uneventful day turned into a day that our boys will never forget. Other available resources to parents wanting to introduce their children to fishing are the many programs and workshops put on by state parks and recreation departments. Additionally, some states even offer Angler and Aquatic Education, a program which introduces beginners to the sport of fishing. Many of these programs are geared towards kids because state agencies recognize that today's kids are tomorrow's constituents. When a park and recreation department educates children and their parents on the basis of fishing, everyone wins. The best part of these offered classes, most of them, are free. The next place to look for fishing education opportunities is through your local fishing organizations and sport fishing retailers. Many fishing organizations offer clinics for all ages. Often, these organizations put on their fishing clinics during fishing shows in the local convention centers. Also, many of the large retail sporting goods stores offer fishing clinics. Just as the state parks and recreation departments offer angler education for free, usually these types of fishing clinics offered through these venues are also presented at no charge to participants. Parents looking to take advantage of these clinics should start by calling sporting clubs and organizations, retailers, and community chambers of commerce for any upcoming events. If you find that there are not any events scheduled at the time you want to introduce kids to the sport of fishing, there are still plenty of resources available. There is an abundance of existing literature, free of charge, offered by state parks and recreation departments and larger sport fishing organizations. Like many adults, your kids will actually enjoy collecting brochures and handouts about the sport they're growing to love. Pamphlets are usually full of good information and usually contain several pictures. Kids like getting literature because they can refer to it anytime they want. Often, kids who are introduced to fishing start their own library consisting of fishing pamphlets, brochures, and booklets. The best part is this literature is usually referencing local fish species that are easy targets for kids such as bluegill, perch, and other non-game fish. Some of the best fishing can be found in local and community parks. Some local and community parks have ponds available for fishing. It is also not unusual to find that these many ponds offer kids-only fishing privileges. Community ponds are normally stocked with a variety of panfish, catfish, and bass. These recreational areas are usually designated and developed for family enjoyment. There are often picnic tables, covered pavilions, and cleaning stations for your fish. These conveniences are usually greatly appreciated after a few hours of fishing. Taking children to a local pond or lake is often more rewarding than loading them in a boat and heading towards deep water. There is much more nature to observe at the water's edge than in the middle of a lake. Bank fishing is very interactive with insects, frogs, turtles, and aquatic life such as minnows and crayfish. Also, if the fish are not cooperating, the outing can quickly and easily turn into a nature hike, utilizing existing trails, bushwhacking, or simply walking around the pond. Our boys often get distracted from watching their bobbers in the pond by a croaking toad and the challenge of trying to find him. Do not overlook state and federal fish hatcheries, which sometimes stock ponds for kid-friendly fishing. Another advantage of visiting a fish hatchery is that many provide tours and educational programs. This way, kids can learn more about the fish they are trying to catch and the biology of their ecosystem. A great place to take the kids is the Jackson National Fish Hatchery in Jackson, Wyoming. The facility is a very family-friendly organization with great amenities. They also offer an educational tour of the hatchery, guided by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service employees. The hatchery has a pond stocked with trout and ready for any eager kid who is willing to test their skills. This place is always on top of our list when we visit the Jackson Hole area in Wyoming. One of the most important things to remember is to familiarize yourself with the laws and regulations regarding where you are fishing. Most places have size limits and bag limits for certain species. Other areas might be catch and release only. The last thing you want to do is run afoul of the law and get caught by a game warden or conservation police officer in front of your kid. If a kid associates fishing with a negative action, such as their parent getting a citation, it could stop them from pursuing the sport as they get older. Teach kids to learn the rules and regulations to get them more involved. It is easier to get a youngster to release an undersized fish if he or she already knows the length requirements and how to properly measure a fish. Another thing that can be done to enhance a child's fishing experience is to get him or her fish identification guides. They can start studying up on the species of fish they might encounter long before the actual fishing trip. This not only helps educate the young angler, but also helps to add to the excitement and anticipation of the trip. There are many great apps that can also be downloaded to help with fish identification and the locations where you're going to be fishing and what types of fish are found in those habitats. Giving our children proper recreation skills will spark their awareness at a young age. These skills will also develop and flourish in them throughout their lives. The old saying has quite a bit of merit. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. By introducing kids to fishing, it could be said, take a kid fishing, you entertain him for the day, teach a kid how to fish, and you instill a passion within him for a lifetime. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit northamericanoutdoors.org and follow us on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.